Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I'm one of your two co-hosts, joined, as always, uh, by my other co-host and good friend, Blake. Hello. Uh, Blake's I. with me. Oh, a little more introduction That's coming right. from you. <laughs> it's me. Am I interrupting you at just the right time? Uh, okay. Yeah, you're really, you're really time, just like just in time for the latency, you know. Exactly. You just, that you was just the goal. really nailed that. Yeah, just um, totally messed. With not your something flow. to be proud of, but you did nail it. Um, so Blake's with me today to talk about a game and or uh, interactive uh, art space uh, <laughs> by the name of No Sidewalks in the Mushroom Kingdom by John Lee Cooper. Uh, it is a, a solo project, uh, I believe, although um, did credit some uh, uh, like other inspirations and stuff he used for it, but uh, only one one developer. Uh, and pretty f- simple premise. So the premise of No Sidewalks in the Mushroom Kingdom is that uh, you're in the world of Mario Kart and your cart breaks down on Moonview Highway. And so you'll have to uh, complete the lap on foot. Um, so you, it's a, a first person game where you're walking around the, uh, the Moonview highway from Mario Kart is the real, uh, assets from Nintendo, uh, that have been, uh, used in the game. And, um, so it's kind of like the premise is you're sort of like looking at this space from a different angle, sort of, uh, from many know, different angles. <laughs> well, uh, I meant metaphorically a different angle, but yes, uh-huh. literally many different angles. Metaphorically, <laughs> like sort of seeing it just in a way you wouldn't normally see it. I would say it. even metaphorically a few different angles. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and stop the podcast and strangle Blake. No, just kidding. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but yes, m- many different angles. Um, and then you, I guess the, the closest thing to a sort of like mechanic or challenge is the uh, the creator has left a bunch of these little snippets of text um, throughout the the game world that are all of them, which are like out of bounds, like places that wouldn't be uh, accessible if this were really Mario Kart. And um, uh, they kind of, some of them are sort of his reflections on making the game. Some of them are sort of like, I don't know how to describe them other than sort of like, um, like a head cannon f- for the universe of, uh, in which Mario Kart takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, I would and say then, some of them are uh, definitely uh, like jokes. Yes, uh, yes, but many of them are the funny. general. <laughs> the general tone, uh, at least this this is my take. The general tone is that they're they're sort of musings about yeah, that's uh, a good way to put it. Musings. The nature of the the environment that you're in. Uh, the nature of this game that uh they've created and just sort of the nature of uh you know virtual spaces generally and just Mm -hmm. some other like loose ends it's kind of just a a lot of sort of separate but somewhat connected stray thoughts Mm -hmm. um as you wander around the the (laughs) this race car track from (laughs) this is the this is from the gamecube uh mario kart right um, I, so I didn't actually check and confirm, but I believe so. It did, I'm almost sure it's not N64. Yeah, it it's definitely not N64. It doesn't it's, look, uh, crisp enough to be Wii. So I'm it assuming. It could be a Wii. I'm assuming, re- if you go back and look at a Wii, a, a Wii really looks like shit. 
does it okay <laughs> yeah and we is like barely it's like a ps2 but in uh 720p instead of well a ps2 could probably output 720p i don't know man here <laughs> you know we're gonna do some googling because I'm that's just gonna the thing Google that's okay highway so it is uh oh shit it's mario kart Wii. wow we are uh hey i shouldn't say that man you're right okay um uh, apparently, uh, this map is infamous for being one of the hardest tracks due to its difficulty and the traffic. So, oh right, because this I is one of the ones with all the little choice. cars yeah. zipping around that'll bonk into you. Yeah, I think, and it's funny there. There is still a little bit of a sort of echo of that in the, in this game. Right. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but basically, like transparent cars, like you can just see their li- headlights kind the of floating to the sky. Uh-huh. do zip past you from time to time so maybe that's a bit of a nod to the fact that on this map there's a lot of traffic uh-huh. yeah did you find where the the cars that exist on this map are in the game they're underneath the floor right uh yeah but dad did you did were you able to get there oh no i wasn't i fell through the floor to my death and could see uh-huh. them on my way down i didn't yeah, know so, they were also accessible so i guess before before we get and talk to this talk about this too much uh i'll say i like this game it was it was cool it was interesting mm-hmm. um y- you can it, it kind of you kind of get out as much as you put in uh in my opinion <laughs> yeah, definitely. i think <laughs> i i played i played it for probably an hour which i would say oh, wow. you don't have to play it that long but um i would say 30 or 40 minutes probably you you should wander around because uh the experience of this game is like mostly well i would say it's like 50 percent the experience of wandering around a like colorful uh mario map but sort of through this weird creepy lens of like my car's broken down and i'm wandering around this like totally empty space and then the other 50 percent is uh, you know, going out of bounds and wandering into all the weird corners to see what sort of, uh, you know, strange musings the creator has placed in the, the dark, uh, corners of, of the map. Uh, so I would say we're going to probably talk about a lot of those musings, uh, and they're kind of fun to read. And I, I don't know, I, I enjoyed this (laughs) game. I think, uh, it, it's maybe not a super focused, uh, game, but it does have uh, some some fun ideas that are presented plainly as like a paragraph of text floating. But yeah, I think <laughs> sort of the the experience of like walking very slowly through this map that is meant to be engaged with at a much greater speed uh, and trying to find these like weird random little, uh, you know, thoughts and ideas from the creator. I, I thought it, I, I enjoyed it. So uh, you should go do that if uh before we talk about it if you you know want to hear or want to read those things for yourself instead of having me uh try and half remember them or look at a screenshot read them off a screenshot that i took so yeah and if you're interested i do encourage you to do it because i I think that the um the there's something kind of fun about seeing you know some text way off in the distance in a spot that it doesn't look like you should be able to walk to and being like oh i wonder what that says and uh and walking up to it that there is something kind of fun about that that mystery so uh if yeah, you're intrigued, yeah if you're intrigued go do it and if you're cool. not then prepare to then be spoiled. fuck off <laughs> don't then listen to our podcast now. anymore you're not welcome here <laughs> just kidding all listeners are welcome 
uh patreon.com slash no i'm just kidding we don't have a patreon so <laughs> you could send me you could send me money if you want i don't yeah cash I don't really need your envelope. money I don't really yeah. need your money, but I mean, if, if you want to help us pay our yearly server fees to keep all our podcasts hosted, uh, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> hit me you, up. you could probably uh, do that. One, one listener could do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they wanted to, uh, anyway, uh, so first of all, uh, I let's, let's just, uh, engage with this game, uh, on the sort of like surface level of, as it presents itself initially, which is, uh your mario your car broke down walk this mario kart course uh in a loop uh you know walk it uh what did you think i guess uh, from your perspective or not from your perspective did you play uh i'm sorry i'm having a hard time forming my thought how long did it take you before you uh realized there was more to it than just like walk around this oh very circuit not very long at all because as soon as you get around the first corner you can see that text off in the corner and i was like well i have to go see what that is so can you which one there's like so so you know the starting point you kind of walk forward and there's like a little hill that you go around Uh on your left way off in the distance is one of the texts and you just go oh go right out there's actually two of them another one a little further down but i never actually got to that second one i didn't oh, notice it until i had already played for a while okay um and i was i was like nah um but uh but yeah so i was like well so even before passing the title card because you, you see the title no much so right. mushroom kingdom even before i ever even saw that i was already looking for the text so so right. I started doing that very early and then oh, okay. I just was, you know, way over in the edge of the map and was curious what would happen. So then I jumped off to my death. Um, gotcha. So I, I think I, I caught on that it was sort of about, you know, being out of bounds uh, pretty quickly. Mm, interesting. Um, um, yeah, uh, I, I do think, uh, yeah, I think that, um, you know, that being said, I do think there is something a little bit, uh, you know, I think that was my favorite part of the game, but I do Mm -hmm. think that the, there is something also just kind of intrinsically fun. Probably would be more fun if I was familiar with the Wii Mario Kart. I never really played (laughs) that one. If I knew this map, but something sort of just fun about seeing like video game assets, um, incorrectly, you know, like especially a racing game, you're not really meant to look at any of this stuff. A lot of it is, uh, you know, modeled in a way that looks very strange if you look at it from the wrong angle. So the obvious uh-huh. one is like buildings that are just flat, but also the moon is doubled in order to create a, a reflection. Sure. The illusion of a and, reflection. And right. from a certain angle, you can see that it's actually just two different moon models. Right, um, right. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's that's uh, actually uh, something that gets a shout out both in inside the game and on the itch page is noclip.website which i've actually been to before actually when i first found out about it god it's probably three years ago at this point i i thought about having us uh do it for the podcast but they're basically the uh, the this website is they uh go and rip a bunch of game assets you know the maps from different mm-hmm. games and it uh load them i think it uses uh webgl or something that you can load them up in a browser and just fly around free camera no clip as it were uh in all these maps from a bunch of games you know and i think they were kind of it was kind of like most known for having uh nintendo games originally which uh of course nintendo being like hyper litigious 
uh, which is again sure. referenced in in the text of this game. It is referenced in the text. Yeah. Um, I think some some of those maps may have gotten uh, removed because Nintendo sent them a cease and desist. But you can still go to noclip.website. Yeah, I so I never uh, heard of this before, but I just opened it up, and this is super cool. Yeah, dude, it's amazing, and they they've added so many maps over the years huh. that there's just like a zillion different games that you can just fly around all the levels and look at them it's really cool um and so uh i think that was maybe where this person initially uh saw this map and then when downloaded it uh and i, I kind of want to talk about some of the, like the additive things that were added on top of this just being uh, a map that you can fly around because no clip website mm-hmm. is cool to fly around and and look at it but but this game has a little bit more texture to it i would say uh and that it, it presents you with like oh here's the narrative justification for why are you're doing this oh mario's car broke yeah down. your car broke down i think that's oh, it's just a funny premise <laughs> yeah and it's a funny premise but then i also think there's there's a, a distinct texture of like walking in first person very slowly around this loop yeah which i don't know if you ever actually like if you go all the way around and cross the finish line uh the game ends and it uh it plays what is the sound song that it plays it's one of the mario songs uh yeah i, I, I did, guess we ahead. should say at the very beginning of the game uh it plays the the mario kart starting like beeps little beep yeah Beep, which beep. I didn't realize how much that noise uh, uh-huh. triggers some primal feelings in me. But as soon as it right. it did that, I was like, oh, I got to press a on two. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, well, depending on which Mario Kart you're playing, yes, you might have to press a at a different time. You're yes, uh, very true. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like drenched in reverb and delay. So it has kind of this eerie sound to it. Um, and I will say the initial moments of this game where you're kind of walking around the, the map is, uh, it takes place at nighttime and the way your camera is oriented at the start kind of leads you to go. You're actually going, I think you're going reverse of the direction that you would actually race this in. I might be wrong about that because I (laughs) don't know the map well, but, um, but you're kind of like walking through these hills and it looks like a Mario Kart course, but it's like nighttime. And there's, there's kind of this creepy vibe of like, uh, you know, horror or thriller movie where like car breaks down in the middle of the road and they're like, you know, walking along this like yeah. dark mountain road, like yeah, with their thumbs totally out, like is. there's an eerie vibe to it. And I, I definitely think they, they lean into it. Like there's sort of a, a, a haunted, uh, haunted game space vibe to it. I think the that, the sound, the ambient sound of, uh, cars, it's like, I was uh-huh. thinking about it and it's interesting that they, they, they made the decision to have the, the car sounds be pretty infrequent because if, right. if the map is classically high traffic, uh, mm-hmm. this really goes out of its way to make it feel deserted. Like, you know, you don't right. see other cars on the road. Right. Um, you only hear sound relatively infrequently. There's no, you know, no people. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. I like the, the, the sort of like, uh, car broke down movie trope as a comparison. I think that's right. Although it is a little bit different once you get to the city. Um, cause you know, yeah, although, although I, I will say that, uh, to me, the point kind of stands that like it, there's this very eerie vibe of like yeah, for this sure. brightly, this brightly colored, colorful city with just no one in it and like nothing yeah. happening. Uh, th- there's something uh, yeah. that's definitely kind of like it feels wrong in a way that's a little bit upsetting. 
Well, it is a little bit of a um, a kind of a man behind the curtain vibe, you know, like uh, like I'm trying to think of a it's almost it almost feels a little bit like um, like maybe what uh, Truman feels like in the Truman show when he, you know, accidentally sees something he wasn't supposed to see. Right. It's like it's a little bit it's a little bit creepy. Nothing is right. You know, the buildings, when you actually look at them correctly, sure, sure. are, are kind of off. Yeah, uh, when you when you really look at them, they don't quite hold up to scrutiny. It's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I the, it's definitely an interesting vibe, and uh, it it becomes clearer as you read the messages scattered around that mm-hmm. uh, that that is very much what the creator was interested in, uh, kind of exploring yeah. with this uh, mm-hmm. with this game. So, but um, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up the the sort of walking speed though because I think that is a super uh, definitely mm. a very sort of intentional design choice um, because like yeah you totally if it was just about you know seeing the level design then you would be able to run fast and move through walls but it right. is um, they do like uh, I, I I'll admit there was a point where I was kind of annoyed I was like okay come right. on I'm working crazy I'm walking crazy slow here but uh-huh. yeah I, I think it. Um, it definitely adds both to the the sort of uneasiness and also to the sort of like i also felt that the the curiosity i had for some of the really distant messages uh, mm-hmm. i think that the slow movement speed actually contributed to that yeah yeah as a person who saw i went to every little text blurb that i saw in the distance which took a long time the last one that i went to especially was like why am i doing this it's so far away I actually feel validated looking at the the aerial view of the map from on the itch page. There's a screenshot of like what it looks because I'm like, I kind of am thinking of the map as like, oh, it's like a, a little circle. Right. But uh, the the farthest one is on the far side of the lake, like right beneath the moon. Uh, and it makes yeah, sense yeah. because that is way that is like the whole it's like half of the whole map is yeah that's uh, that's the, the one i never between. um that's one i never got i saw yeah, it off in one, the distance and was like oh man <laughs> yeah i will say that one i thought it was gonna say something like funny like uh you came all the way out here uh but it was one of the <laughs> it was just a normal i forget exactly what it said but it wasn't anything very exciting okay uh but there, there were some some good ones. There were there are quite a few at the in the different edges of the map. Yeah. that I, I was yeah I I, I was actually wanted to ask you if you had a favorite one. Um, I I took pictures of a few. I actually really liked one of the ones that's very easy to find because it's like right off the course, and it's the one where he's talking about Halo Two. Um, oh yeah, I remember that one. So so basically, I mean, I'll just read it because I did take a picture of it. Um, I, I assume that this is a s- sort of inspiration for the game, but uh, here it is. Once in Halo 2, our cars exploded, but we finished off the remaining enemies. Still, there was this massive hallway between us and the end of the level. We had to go by foot, crawling slowly along a terrain too wide and too long for our character controllers. It was a more alienating experience than any of the space shit, having to exist in a space that was not designed for us. Hmm. Um so that's kind of like the the easiest to find and most uh you know uh I don't know. It's it's the easiest find uh to find example of the sort of a uh, theme that a few of the different uh messages scattered around the world drive at which is uh you know exploring a space in the in the con in a context other than it was designed to be explored. Yeah. yeah and that, it's very explicitly kind of the like 
the feeling of something you weren't meant to see. Right. Right. And also, uh, sort of the, the tension of these spaces, uh, designed to basically, you know, a uh, video game world basically be the minimum viable product c- to convince you that it <laughs> yeah. is a world of sufficient uh, reality as the game requires, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's a few. Uh, I mean, the title I think is a reference. It says "No Sidewalks in the Mushroom Kingdom." Uh, you know, it's kind of a reference to the fact that like, yeah, you're in a, you're like a what's supposed to be a big bustling city, but there are no sidewalks there. No, nope, not at all. <laughs> there aren't really any conveyances for like pedestrians. It's not really uh, a space created to be a real functional city for people to live in. It's a fun race cart track that yeah. looks that it's evokes a, a city a theme park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which it, it's funny to sort of use uh, this map and this game as a uh as a way to express that idea, because I mean, there are a lot of other games that certainly uh, put more work into trying to make their spaces seem uh, realized and lived in. Uh, but even so it's a thing that, uh, you know, if you really think about it, uh, it's really most video game worlds, even some of the ones that have a real distinct feeling of being a real place, uh, don't really stand up to the, to a lot of scrutiny as far as, uh, you yeah. know, considering it actually taking it actually as uh, a space where you live. Cause even, even, you know, something like grand theft auto that someone might cite as like, Oh wow. It's like the, the biggest, most in-depth open world ever. Mm-hmm. And you can probably go in two per go inside of 2% of the buildings, of the buildings in yeah. grand theft auto. Right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're window dressing. Right, right. So it's 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 sort of constructed in a way to uh, the the to be like like I said earlier, like it's the minimum amount uh, that we can make this world seem real to the way you're going to interact with it, which in Grand Theft Auto is you're going to drive around fast and shoot people. (laughs) Uh, And so you don't really need to go inside to shoot people. You only need to go in a few buildings to shoot people. And you certainly aren't going to drive around inside a building that much. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of an interesting to be like, uh, you know, a Mario Kart where clearly, you know, they're not really trying to make like, uh, you know, some detailed lived in city. You know, it's just a fun race cart track that has a sort of city theme. It's sort of like uh, a yeah. window dressing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even more, even much more than something like Grand Theft Auto, which has a sort of exploration element right. as part of it. Right. Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's an explicit choice uh, on the part of the creator to say, okay, but there's still some some interesting thought to go into like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what was this world created for? And, uh, you know, does it, does it, is it, is it feasible in one sense? Which again, it's like a fantasy world, so it doesn't really have to be realistic yeah. or, Although, or feasible. Um, my favorite uh, of the messages was, was the one that is that big long one that you can see from the road. Right. Uh, about industrialization. Is, it, yeah. It, it's sort of like, uh, it's another one that's sort of like uh, about the premise of the game, which is, it's like, what if we pretended that the world of Mario wasn't just a window dressing theme park, you know, pretend that it had a kind of like narrative continuity between the games and actual like rules and history to, to what is right. And uh, right. I just thought it was such a funny, funny bit of text. It's, <laughs> it's talking about that, uh, 
the the mushroom kingdom gets industrialized after bowser's defeat in um super mario brothers 3 uh the factories that made the plane tanks and planes were repurposed for commercial manufacturing i just found that one so uh so funny it's just yeah like, i mean um, it, it kind of draws this <laughs> this funny thread between the end of mario 3 where you're like seeing airships and tanks to uh whatever the next Mario game that he's referencing is it, is it Mario Kart or is it super Mario world where um, they're sort of, uh, uh, it's probably, I think it must be the first Mario Kart. Yeah, super Mario Kart where it's like, okay, underway. well f- four years later, there are suddenly cars everywhere. Cause they have carts. And then he's yeah. sort of like, uh, pointing to specific, uh, things that exist in different Mario games in the nineties as, uh, you know, being evidence that, the mushroom kingdom experienced this crazy rapid industrialization uh, (laughs) because they went from being like this weird sort of kingdom with like a castle and some rolling hills uh, to like, (laughs) Oh shit. Now there's a bunch of cars everywhere. And there's like, I think the, the final uh, sort of like stinger on the joke is uh, like uh, estimates say that uh, if they, if it continues at this current rate, uh, all of the mushroom ki- kingdom will be covered by a uh, cart track, cart racing tracks by 2030 or something. Um, yeah. Which yeah, that, is, that one is pretty funny. That's, that's one of the, the like more tongue in cheek ones, obviously, yeah, but it is totally. It is, it is and it, it is sort of also just like a funny, um, you know, you know, Mario is one of those media franchises that has reached, a you know, has, has gone through so many permutations and has reached such a level of, of sort of cultural saturation that it can sustain that sort of like joke. Like, like it's just, you know, you know, the, the real reason why there's one Mario that has, you know, cars and another Mario that is in some weird medieval fantasy land is because, you know, Nintendo owns Mario. And so they want to stick his face on as many things as possible. Uh, right. Right. So it's just, um, yeah, I, it's just sort of, uh, funny to sort of like take it serious like you know pretend that there is a really a real narrative reason why mario goes through so many different guises right i mean it kind of uh goes back to uh the famous like interview question and response uh where someone was asking about like in the mario sports games why or even in like mario kart why mario and like bowser can be on the same team when you know, in the Mario games, you know, the standard Mario games, Bowser is like this horrible bad guy. And the response from, I believe it was Shigeru Miyamoto was, uh, that the characters in Mario are actors in a stage play, basically. Yeah. So any, any game that you're playing is them, you know, acting Uh out, uh, a specific, uh, you know, play. And then, you know, is actually a very elegant answer. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, kind of the, the he thing could, about... He could be because, like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh-huh. I, I, it's actually a very, um, yeah, it's a it's a, a surprisingly thoughtful, you know, right. way of sort of tying all the different uh, properties together, so... Right, and that's, and that's kind of, like, part of the Nintendo magic, right? Is that it's, like, is that it's, like, uh, yeah, it's, like, this weird, goofy, colorful world that doesn't make sense, uh, but it's got this kind of, like thoughtful whimsy to it of yeah. you know like thoughtful uh, whimsy is a great just shorthand for the mario right. vibe right right it's just like you know some some guys in japan are really putting their blood sweat and tears and thinking really hard about how to make this yeah uh, 
this world and these characters like a pure expression of joy and and fun and adventure right so it's yeah. kind of like uh you know there there is something magical about it i mean there's a yeah, reason sure. nintendo it's can it's sort of like has the i i think it it has um you know the the sort of like mario developers or maybe just nintendo developers have the same kind of like seriousness about the craft of of making silly things that uh-huh. like you know classic you know maybe disney animators or something like that had right like it's right like, it's about you know it's, it's ridiculous and goofy but you know they're very serious about like and, and intentional about like you know it's not just random you know Right, right. I mean, why. and I, I have a, I have a shitload of respect for that. You know, just oh, totally, t- yeah. Approaching anything with, uh, you know, the maximum uh, sort yeah, of sure. alacrity. You know, just really being like, we're gonna take this thing seriously and sincerely. I think uh, is is a big aspect. Another word, yeah, for sure. Um, sincerity. But uh, anyway, how did we get on this? <laughs> uh, we were just talking yeah, about the. I don't know. I don't know how we got there. We rambled. That's how we, <laughs> we did rambled, the thing we yes. do. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling particularly rambly today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, for sure. So, so you said you found how many of the messages? Um, like, I'm not hundred percent sure. I took pictures of five of them. Although I'm realizing now I didn't start taking pictures until like I might not, I didn't take a picture of the first one I found. And maybe one other, so I'll say around six. Okay. I know uh, of at least one I didn't find. I think probably, I think, I think I probably missed two or three. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Although, yeah, wait, I, I did want to ask you, um, so what's the deal with the cars? Where the cars are? Yeah. Yeah, so if you go to that bridge, if you jump underneath the bridge, uh there's like a little area you can land on down there and there's a message down there. I forget what it says, but then down below that there's all the cars and there's like a a bunch of weird character models and stuff. So if you jump from that bridge, you can kind of like be right next to them and see all this stuff. And you can also from the bridge, you can kind of like do the zoom in to look at all the stuff that's down there. Um, Okay. So that's the, the biggest, biggest thing I missed then. Cause I, I saw the cars from the wrong angle. I didn't right, realize right. you could get up close to them. There, yeah, and there is a there is a car elsewhere, like in the buildings. If you get amongst the buildings and walking around, there's a car uh, just sitting there, uh, and there's some uh, there's a message around it. But uh, I think you missed a lot more than you thought because my guess it'd be would be that there's like about twenty of the messages, maybe more. What? Yeah, there's a bunch. Oh they're, no! Yeah, they're like hidden all over the place there oh, wow some of them are out on the edges of the map i would say uh inside the city is like where they're easiest to hide uh but like oh, you know see, i wasn't very through, systematic i just walked through the i found probably two or three in the city i didn't like go super systematically through the like every alley right uh well i i didn't either to be clear uh because i kind of felt like yeah you know uh, if I see one and I and my curiosity is peaked enough, then I'll go after it. But I'm not going to try and like sure. scour this whole thing because, frankly, the walking speed is too slow and I'd go nuts. <laughs> um, 
but that said, I did find a lot of them because uh, it, I would see one and go to get it. It was kind of like a uh, Breath of the Wild, you know. It's like, oh, I see one thing Ooh, while that? I'm on the way. <laughs> Ooh, what's that over while, there? Yeah, while I'm on the way to go see one <laughs> thing, then I see another thing. It's like, oh, I gotta go there too. Oh, I gotta go there too. Oh, I gotta go there too. <laughs> uh, so High actually, price. actually, maybe the the biggest thing was that I um, I went up like the tallest mountain which is actually pretty close to that bridge. And from there you can see a ton of them uh, uh, just like way off in the corners of the world. And you're just high enough up that you can see ones that are kind of like hidden away. Um, but you know, like you're going through the city and there's uh there's like an overpass that passes over the road mm-hmm. uh, above you. You can go up there and there's several messages up there. Mm. Um, and one of them, I'm trying to think, uh, let me look and see if I took a screenshot of this one. One of them was specifically, uh, it was like sort of winking at uh, Easter eggs and the fact of their existence and uh, sort of talking about the idea of, um, oh, here, I think I did. Uh, I had to have screenshot of this one. Okay, here we go. I like I like this thought. I, th- I thought this was one of the more uh, sort of uh, well-formed thoughts that was presented. So he says out of bounds content and quote unquote undesigned play have always fascinated me, but there's something a little false when designing a game specifically around them. If I wanted you to come out here and I put this little reward out here for you to find, is it really out of bounds or just capitalizing on that aesthetic? Would it have been more honest uh, for me to pretend I didn't know that you Uh could get out here? Yeah, that's one I did find. Um, uh, Yeah. It's funny that that's the one that has that comment because it's, that one's actually not that hard to find or to get to. No, it's, it's kind not. Of like, it's right off the road. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it is it is a, a fun thought, uh, sort of, or it's just a, it's a fun thing to think about. Like, hmm, okay, well, is an Easter egg like the uh, an Easter egg or sort of playing outside the bounds of how a game is supposed to be played? Like, at what point does being like, oh, let's put this thing for people who play the game wrong? It's like, well, are are you just adding another way to play the game right? <laughs> or you know, yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a fun little uh, thought experiment. Again, amusing. You know, it's all it's all uh, these are all musings. It had a um, it reminded me a lot of getting over it with Bennett Foddy, uh, where you know, sure. as you're as you're climbing up, he's sort of has these little thoughts and they're they're sort of connected but they go off on these little tangents i felt like the the text in this game uh reminded me of that uh more often than not Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a a good um uh comparison i and i i also did like that message i thought it was sort of a interesting like meta reflection about the 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 game itself i think um uh there is something uh you know it it is still um i i take his point that it's like it isn't really out of bounds but it is interesting that you know even though i know he he has succeeded at making it feel uh you know feel like it's something you know secret and unintended even though it is clearly you know it literally is so it is it is something that is an aesthetic rather than like literally uh out of bounds undesigned stuff right right um but it is it is an exploration or the thing i think i guess the thing that uh that i was thinking about is that it's like they did not design this space right they made some tweaks to it and obviously added the uh the text out there 
uh, but they didn't actually design this space. So that's sort of mm-hmm. an interesting uh, layer on top. Yeah, that's uh, true. Of that comment, yeah, it's almost that it's like, like it's well, almost like you're not you're not exploring a game someone's made so much as you're exploring a like uh, a guide that another player has left behind or a mod or something. You know, right, like, right. So that's why it still feels undesigned because it's almost like, <laughs> you know, they're they're just another player rather than the game designer. Right, right. So did you find the message where uh, they talk about um, the process of making the game? I don't think so. It was it was kind of neat. Basically, the gist was, um, hey, you may be thinking I just like took this uh, asset of this level and just put it in unity and then boom, that's a game. And to a certain extent, that's true. But also there are a bunch of weird little graphical effects that, you know, were designed to run on the original hardware and just don't work or uh, certain textures Mm. don't appear right. So there's actually a surprising amount of uh, weird little technical work that they had to go in and do to make the game look like it looked on, uh, you know, on on a Wii Wii originally. Um, Uh. And also, or even to make it look slightly better, but sort of uh, in the way that you might remember it have uh, having looked. Uh, so I thought I thought that was fun, and uh, they sort of mentioned like, yeah, it reminds you how much work it is to uh, you know do a, an art and lighting treatment for a level. It's like it's not just about uh, you know making the 3D models and drawing the textures to put on those 3D models. Like there's a lot of technical work that goes into like. Sure, uh, lighting sure. and making sure all that i mean um yeah having having worked on like 3d games uh technical like the the technical side of implementing art is uh no small task it is a it is a huge pain uh yeah and turns out you can't just control c no uh. you really can't <laughs> you really can't so so i liked that one and i, I thought i thought a, a bunch of them were were uh you know mm-hmm somewhere between fun and interesting. Um, I don't think I have any other, I don't think I have any other ones. Oh, I do. I do. I did kind of like this one. It says, what does, uh, the automotive or sorry, what does automotive industry climate anxiety have to do with Nintendo's policy of destroying fan content? I have no idea. Maybe just this game, maybe because (laughs) I have nostalgia for cars and carts. I don't know. I've never been one for making a coherent statement, which I, <laughs> which I feel like is uh, sort of exemplified by the game, but also sort of uh, counteracted by the game by it's uh, having sort of, I think, I think it has a coherent statement. That's not the only thing that it says, but uh, I will say it has coherent statements in mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. I'm actually, as you're talking, I'm remembering, I might have found more closer to 10 because I'm remembering a bunch of them that I didn't uh, screenshot. Like the one that they're talking about, uh, Nintendo has created a lot of art but has destroyed a lot of art as well. Right, right, I right. I didn't, which I, I think there's a reference to their sort of, um, uh, you know, litigiousness. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm maybe closer to 10 or something. Although, um, you know, still sounds like a, a large portion i missed um, nevertheless okay just one second one two three four so in in the itch page there is a screenshot of the unity um the unity uh oh text 
Oh, that's the, the, like, probably the higher the hierarchy uh, of yeah. game objects in Unity. So I think I, this looks like they're like twenty five or twenty six. I think was the count. Huh. Okay then. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of which ones I didn't find. Although there's, it looks like there's a separate asset for each one of industrialization because there's one on all four sides. Oh, of that right. One on all four sides. Right. So huh. I, uh, interesting. So by that count, I've now found closer to 12 or 13. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I would say I, I think I probably found most of them, but I definitely didn't find all of them because some of these don't sound familiar to me at all at all. Yeah. Uh, there was one, uh, I did, I reading the titles. It's like, Oh yeah, I remember that one, uh, uh-huh. where they talk uh-huh. about, um, Oh, if Nintendo decides that, uh, they don't want me to have this game up, maybe I'll, uh, put the game back up using a, a map from Sonic racing all stars, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a similar kind yeah, of like yeah. cart racing kids game, but, uh, with like Sega characters and Sonic. Um, Oh, that's funny. Anyway, uh, I think I have rambled about this game enough. Um, have you rambled? No, I about think rambling is good though. I think this game, uh, is almost designed to provoke rambling, right? You're wandering yeah. around, you're it looking it, at their it, ramblings. Yeah, it does its fair share of its own rambling. So, is, uh, uh, I guess so rambling you, breeds you've, rambling. Uh, you've been faithful to the source material by rambling. That's what I'm uh-huh. saying. Um, Okay, well, if that's all, then shall I uh, introduce them to the game for next week? Why not? All right, so uh, next week we'll be playing a demo for a game uh, by the name of Unbeatable Arcade Mix. So Unbeatable is a Kickstarter game that's in development. It's I think it's successfully been funded, but um, they did release a demo and it's basically the short premise is it's like a combination uh, anime fighting game rhythm game. So as you hit notes, your character is punching uh, and kicking the enemies. So uh, it looks really cool. And um, it has uh, just from watching the trailer, it has that sort of like snappiness to it that, you know, is a key to a good rhythm game. So I am um, I'm excited to play it. So. Uh, we'll be playing Unbeatable next week. If you want a um, to listen to that episode or if you want a link to the game or to the contact information for the creators, uh, you should follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, that's where we um, tweet out all the updates for the podcast, new episodes, games we play, that sort of thing. Uh, so uh, definitely give us a follow there if you're interested in those kinds of updates. Um, and then also if you have recommendations for a game you'd like us to play, uh, we're always uh, always um, looking for for uh, gems on itch to check out. So, um, uh, go ahead and, and give us a follow at edgeguard cast and, um, uh, unbeatable, uh, in two weeks. And we'll talk to you then. <laughs>